Dear listener, today's episode deals with some heavy issues like terminal childhood illness and filicide, fundamentalist religious beliefs and conflict with science, and possibly Jafar ranting about COVID-19. If any of these subjects will be difficult for you, please know that before you start today's episode. Thanks. No one knows what is written in the stream until the waters surround him. I am never wrong about these things. Who asked you to play God? Every damn patient who comes through that door, that's who. But life has to be more than just a pulse beat. We cannot break our covenant any more than you could cease to be the descendant of egg-sucking mammaloids. Hello, and welcome to Who Are You, a Babylon 5 watchcast hosted by two strangers getting to know each other while bonding over one of their favorite TV shows. I'm Jafar. And I'm Laura. And normally, this is when I'd ask you, Laura, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? But today, we're not going to do that. We're going to actually talk a little bit about our dream casting because we've got this CW JMS led Babylon 5 reboot that's been announced a couple weeks ago at this point and by the time you're listening to this a couple months ago and I want to know who you'd cast in the lead roles role roles we didn't really get super into how we were going to do this beforehand so I have a dream casting for Sheridan and then I also have a casting for Sinclair but they've, I think they've already said they're just going to do Sheridan and not do Sinclair. That's the rumor yeah. I've heard. That's, yeah, that's, I think that's from the mouth of JMS. But if they do do Sinclair, I do have someone in mind. I think it might be fun to make him an auxiliary character. Well, I don't have Sinclair, or sorry, not even Sinclair because I, I hadn't even thought about it. I don't have Sheridan. I actually only have two in mind at this moment. Okay. And it's Garibaldi right. and Dr. Franklin. Okay. Who are you thinking for Garibaldi? This feels really silly to say this, but I really picture that it would be true to the humor of the intention of the character of Garibaldi. I know we've picked picked apart the humor in some Mm -hmm. of Garibaldi's stuff and and pulled out some of the creepiness, but I think that to capture that humor and character maybe in an updated fashion you know in an updated sense for today's world uh i like mm-hmm. tignataro oh tignataro would be great as garibaldi oh i think he'd be a great space cop right <laughs> yeah yeah i think tignataro could be a great garibaldi yeah as a space cop for sure the thing that tignataro is really good at is that deadpan delivery mm-hmm that to be honest, if Robin Williams was still with us, is like in my mind the king of that kind of deadpan delivery that Tignataro definitely channels at times. Um, same with uh, Whoopi. I think Whoopi could be really good at that oh, deadpan style yeah. comedy. Um, oh, man, yeah, good, good get. I don't know that either. Of, I mean, obviously, we can't get Robin Williams, and Whoopi is probably one not interested and two i don't want to say too old for the role because i don't really think that's too much of a thing when we're dealing with sci-fi to be perfectly honest but of the people that might actually be able to be got for it that i think are also really good at that deadpan delivery is bob odenkirk 
Okay. Bob Kirk is a Saul Goodman on Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Okay. And he actually, he just did an action movie that I haven't seen yet, but he, apparently he he's kind of like doing the action thing right now too, which would be fun. And also kind of a crossover into that role. Uh, okay. Okay. He certainly got the look to me. Yeah, it's not it's not too not too outrageous of a change, I suppose, which isn't something that I think just to state my stance on this immediately. When it comes to changing a character's gender identity or race in media for the sake of diversity, good. Diversity is Mm -hmm. good and it'll allow you to do things with the character that you wouldn't have been able to otherwise. So long as you do those things. Right. Just doing it and having a different face on something for the reason of having a different face on it where it doesn't add anything to the character i can give or take i appreciate having different role models for groups of people that don't traditionally have them so i'm all about that and empowering people i'm here for it but lean in harder i guess is my biggest complaint about most of it is i don't feel like they do enough not that it shouldn't happen or when they do do it they don't take advantage of the changes that they're making yeah i think it's a shame I think a show that's leaning really hard into diversity with a reason right now is Foundation. Yeah, they make a change that brings them more in line with traditional sci-fi epics. That is something that is notably absent from the original Foundation. And I don't know if that's because by the time of that writing of the first trilogy, it just simply wasn't a common sci-fi convention. I haven't bothered to look at that, but it does feel kind of shoehorned in a little. <laughs> but we'll see. Maybe the finale will completely change my mind when they make it something else. That's right. <laughs> that'd be very foundation. So <laughs> I'm here for it. All right. So yeah, I'd say Bob Odenkirk, Garibaldi, barring that Whoopi Goldberg, fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you could get her. Okay. Well, that's a dream casting. That bit notably shorter than our other cold opens. <laughs> so let's get talking about this episode. Yeah. We've got uh, season one, episode 11, Believers. So we open on Med Bay for the first time. We haven't opened on Med Bay before, I don't think, or we think might so. have once before. We get a nice blinky device. Yeah, we get a really nice overhead crane shot, which is a difficult shot to do and also tells us that there's not a ceiling. That's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> High ceilings in Med Bay. It's a very yeah. swanky establishment. And we have a child on a bio bed. And the first words out of their mouth are asking if they're going to die. Oh, boy. Right. Way to set Just, the tone, though. Yeah. It's good job because the B plot in this maze will not exist. Yeah. Which is a shame because we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um. His parents are all, well, kid, if it's God's will, it's God's will. Right. You know, and uh, Dr. Frank is like, you're going to be fine and you're going to grow up and make your parents proud. And then Mm -hmm. he's just like, the parents was like, no one can predict the future. Which is just showing like Dr. Franklin's complete inability to read a room. (laughs) Right. And he just smiles and he just looks to Ken like, I'm never wrong. Mm. That's the episode and credits. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this this episode is dr franklin can't read a room and keeps being wrong yeah. over and over again yeah this room <laughs> is dr franklin thinking he could do no wrong and continually doing wrong somehow 
Yeah. Parents pull him aside. Every doctor on this world says this kid is doomed. And Dr. Franklin is just like, oh, I could do this. Uh, you just need this life-saving surgery, right? We can do mm-hmm. this. It's You've got these uh, air bile duct things. It's like this other. We're fine, right? And they're just like, what? Surgery? And mm-hmm. just like, we're leaving. We don't even want to talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, they freak out. They leave. Dr. Frank was like, no, guys, it's safe. The surgery is fine. It's just a, it's a very low impact surgery, 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 surgery. I'm mm-hmm. clearly not noticing that this is the word that's bothering you. So I'm going to say it seven more times as you recoil in abject horror. Yeah. But the, the lack of awareness and bedside manner from both Franklin and Hernandez is pretty yeah. wild in this episode. Yeah, and they're just like, look, you can cut open food animals because they don't have a soul, but we're the chosen of God and we may not be punctured. Theme mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Um, and then we get B story. We get a little <laughs> bit of B story. I have, I have, I have questions mm-hmm. about the functionality of this religion. Yeah. Like, okay, so the chosen of God may not be punctured. So... I'm assuming they've had some kind of conflict on their planet at some point that had involved yeah. violence. Prob- probably some kind of... Do you think they only used bludgeoning weapons? Like yeah. in their medieval times, if this was a held belief, do you think they only had like clubs? They never bothered with swords and arrows and stuff? You really do wonder how, if this is a religion of the entire planet, like how did we get there? How did yeah. we get to be so... you know? And I wonder this about a lot of the the races shown in Babylon 5, like, except mm-hmm. for humans, they're all pretty homogenous, right? Yeah. The Centauri have their one religion. The Narns have their one religion. Well, the Narns have a bunch of religions. Well, kind of. Narn well, I guess we they didn't get see... into a bit. Yeah. They get into a bit later in the show, and it might be stuff you don't remember seeing. We did not have it in the, we did not have it in the Parliament of Dreams episode. No, which was all no, about religions. But we had we had the Centauri religion. We have mm-hmm. the Mimbari religion. These are the one thing that our planet does. And all of the aliens are pretty, they're cast pretty homogeneously in that, you know, you don't see different skin tones of Mimbari. You don't see different mm-hmm. skin tones of Centauri. Like they're, they're I think, Speaking portrayed. Speaking of things I hope change. Yeah, I think they're portraying them this way for a reason. And is contrasting with the human race a little bit, but I, I don't know what the point is. Like the yeah. the point isn't well delivered or maybe I'm just missing it because I haven't seen it in, you know, 15 years. Yeah. Maybe I'll catch it later. But, you know, this is this is also a one note species is what we're implying is that all of the species are the children of the egg and there's no other this. There's no dissent about being children of the egg everyone is children of the egg and we don't do surgery and we don't do this and it's like well okay if we don't do surgery how did we get to be a spacefaring civilization in that it seems like surgery has been a significant advancement for our human race right we yeah life expectancy it's huge yeah right we don't lose people at their their prime of their discovery years or something because mm-hmm. we do things like this so how do we become a space-faring civilization without taking these kind of advances it does it does 
great with me a little bit. It's like, well, you know, we're we're supposed to believe that you're in this space society, but you've also set yourself this really fundamentalist belief that doesn't jive with the the progress I think you would need to make. You've got to remember that these are just simple farmers. These are people of the land, the common clay of the New West. You know, morons. For sure. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the thing that I wonder most about is their food. Do they not have knives in their kitchens? Like, yeah. I cut myself yesterday making tacos, chopping an onion, right? My soul is gone. Is society shunning me now? Like, do they just only eat whole food? Like, well, I mean, I mean, they, they talk about food animals, animals. so clearly yeah. they they know how to prepare meat. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it's like, would you not have knives at like the dinner table? Would everything have to be cut proportionately by an expert who is knowingly taking not just, you know the food care of the food preparation care and like sanitation and stuff in other hands, but also effectively their immortal soul into mm-hmm. chopping an onion. <laughs> like it messes with my mind. It's just like, what is, what does their cuisine look like? I'm very curious. So anyways, we get a B plot. Yeah. We get a B plot. Uh, There's some Raiders. Lieutenant Commander Ivanova is reporting that the Asimov Starliner has broken down and they're they're broken mm-hmm. down in Raider territory. And she tells Sinclair about it and he asks what Garibaldi is up to. Right. <laughs> and she is so mad. Rightfully uh-huh. so. But she yeah. is so mad. Let's give the other dude something to do in this show. And she basically says, no, I, I you know, fine, fine. Give the other dude something to do. I'll stay here and I'll mind the kitchen. Yeah. And Sinclair goes, right. well, I'm going to take okay. up knitting in CNC. Yes, that's it. She, she says knitting. <laughs> and Sinclair is like, oh, I just realized that that was offensive and you may go. <laughs> and you know what? I just want to, I just want to do the whole B plot right now. Okay. Because we get like four flashes of the B plot and it's mm-hmm. literally 10 seconds of Ivanova out in a star fury. She finds the freighter. They find raiders. They're like, oh, she goes off ahead to like catch the one from raidoing. She blows up a dozen raiders off camera. Yeah. Like she just like <laughs> completely badasses out and wipes out this entire wing of raiders that she had no right to do as like a level skill starfighter pilot that everyone believes her to be. And she's just that much better. She's fucking Luke Skywalker out here, just uh-huh. whipping through shit, wedging Tilly's, just going crazy. And breaking rules like, too. Someone points out that rules. that's against regulations. Yeah. And it's all off camera. We get maybe another, if we were to take all of her time in the episode, she gets maybe a minute and a half of airtime this whole episode. Mm-hmm. And it just proves the fucking point. That's the thing that is the most frustrating thing about this to me is Ivanova's pissed for not being able to be a badass. And she gets to go be a badass. And we are frustrated because we don't get to see it. And it's all, yeah, it's all told and not shown yeah yeah and it's just like (laughs) you've proved the point jms you are sinclair keeping her in cnc we don't even get to see the fun stuff that she gets to go do and be a badass it's oh Mm -hmm. i was so mad she gets to get filled in on the the a plot that involved all the men 
when she right. gets back. Yeah. Garibaldi's like, well, let me tell you about us. Well, I mean, to be fair, there was someone's body to make a decision about without their consent. All the white dudes got together and handled it, oh, as is our yeah. tradition. Well, there was a non-white <laughs> dude there, I guess. But still. It's true. <laughs> All right. Back in Med <sighs> Bay, Dr. Franklin and Hernandez are walking the parents through the procedure, completely missing the point. You're just going to let him die? What kind of god do you worship? Rude. Yeah, rude and... and- and did you not research them a little in between, you know, the clearly, opening and the scene? Clearly he didn't at any point. Otherwise right. the ending wouldn't be what it was. Right. But at the end, they did exactly what they should have done at the fucking beginning. Uh, yeah, the research. Fucking. Anyways, <laughs> Dr. Frank's like, oh, I can do this another way, but it's harder and more expensive. Because yeah, of why course, we... healthcare is still privatized. Mm. Right? Get angry. And why do we throw the expense at the parents at this moment? Right. We're what? trying to we're trying to use money to bully them into making something that's against making a decision that's against their beliefs. Okay. That's, that's real classy. Super colonizer bullshit. Yeah. It's just like let us lord our technology over you. Well, unless, I guess you could pay us more to follow your beliefs. It's such bullshit. Um, the parents step aside to discuss, and Franklin and Maya get into it. Uh, Franklin is suggesting that they both know something that they both know won't work, but is hopeful it will make the parents more comfortable with their other options. You never insult a patient's beliefs. You work with them. You try to understand their concerns. You give them a reason to be on your side. And he says he supports the parents' rights to their beliefs, which... Uh, do you, though? <laughs> I don't know. Clearly, okay. Clearly not, the way this episode goes. Right, right. Um, Maya, Dr. Hernandez is just like, these people are backwards. I just did not outright. expect myself coming into this episode to side with the parents, to be honest. From what I remembered of this Same. whole thing. Especially, I... like, I don't think we've talked about this. I'm an atheist. I, I had gathered. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not bashful about it, but I also don't <laughs> talk about it too much. Mm-hmm. Um, In certain know. circles, that can be dangerous or uncomfortable. I, I mean, you know, some of my best friends are very religious people. It's never been a thing, although I do have a couple of fun stories about dealing with very religious people when they find out. But that's mostly mm-hmm. about dating and meeting parents and stuff. Not not really anything. Oh yeah, yeah, to yeah, what we're talking about now. Um, yeah, it's just I was. I was not expecting a lot of my feelings on this episode, especially remembering it, having watched it not terribly long ago. Yeah. You know, I would have watched this about a year ago. Right. um, In my previous watch through. And I definitely found myself siding with the parents a lot more than I thought I was going to, not just given the situation and my personal feelings on it, uh, but also getting in that content warning earning it this time (laughs) uh people using religious as an excuse to not get fucking vaccinated yeah which infuriates me let's see the the difference there if i can just strike one out and maybe this will like like settle our feelings for this episode but you know i think that the problem with religious objections to the covid19 vaccine is most of them are not actually founded in something like this like exactly 
that it's exactly why the objection the parents have is they say that his soul will leave his body if you cut him open mm -hmm. we don't have any sort of actual proof on that right yeah but a lot of the religious objections that we hear to COVID-19 or, or the COVID-19 vaccine are from people who have not previously been opposed to vaccines and yeah. they're using arguments like you know like well we don't know what it does and we don't you know you you can't force me to take something that's not proven and it's like well but those things aren't true there's there's evidence against those things mm -hmm. whereas we don't have evidence for what's happening to this child with dr franklin like we you know we know that people go under surgery all the time and they don't lose their souls but we don't know about this alien this alien is something different yeah and yeah and i mean to be perfectly honest and this is actually um i had to skip ahead in my notes because i wrote a rant about it and we just <laughs> brought it up earlier because it's the whole episode anyways <laughs> um I, it's definitely that it's this is a foundational part of their religion clearly mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, the children of the it's egg. It's consistent. It is yeah. something that has tested over time. A lot of the arguments we hear about the COVID-19 vaccine aren't consistent. They're not consistent. And I have not heard anyone even attempt to explain what part of religious dogma it is a problem with. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very clear in this case, the aliens, you don't cut us. You know, mm -hmm. it's this is our problem with our religious problem with getting vaccinated. Everyone who says they have a religious exemption to being vaccinated that I have heard anything from has just said, I've got a religious exemption and not mm -hmm. actually attempted to use religion to explain that exemption. What part of their core beliefs? And, so, you know, if, if someone came to me and said, I have been Jehovah's Witness my whole life, we don't do this. Yeah. That is consistent to me. Yeah. But we're seeing a lot of people who are not consistent and to be absolutely clear just in case you are a listener who's still with us somehow in this podcast and you are an anti-vaxxer and you do feel it is a belief that you hold as long as you are removing yourself from society in every possible way and being responsible in that regard because of your belief cool i don't care you're not hurting anyone that's what i care about right you shouldn't be hurting people because of this and mm -hmm. you're in action while refusing to take responsibility for it and the harm that it brings others is the actual problem and if you've made it to this point and not realized that and i hope i just helped you i doubt you're listening to this podcast if that's the case right. especially listening to me ramble about anything given my previous experience with trying to talk to people about stuff not always uh subtle <laughs> um yeah you got a little bit of the dr franklin going on i can for sure <laughs> i like to think i can read a room better though <laughs> one of the smartest dudes i know one of my very best friends from college is anti-vaxxer and i give him shit for it but he's also literally moved to the middle of nowhere and completely removed himself from society because he's responsible for his actions <laughs> I think he's wrong. I think he's being dumb, but he's being responsible, and I'll respect that. Where the hell were we? 
the parents step out, agree to the alternate treatment. Right. Uh, which is like the which I I think is perfectly radiation reasonable. or something. Yeah, they don't really go something into super non-invasive. Detail. I think that that is actually perfectly reasonable. I Doctor Hernandez mm-hmm. gives Franklin a little bit of shit about it. She says, "You know, it's not going to work." And it's like, well, the kid's not going to survive another space trip. They take him on a spaceship. He's going to die on a spaceship. We mm-hmm. could try one more thing here. And yeah. you know. If if it just has to be palliative care, that's what they should be considering at this point. Yeah. In my opinion. Agreed. Like, hospice. Hospice care. Make mm-hmm. this kid comfortable. So they try this is like what they try to do. Dr. Franklin's like, hey, watch this TV. You know, it's got 10 million stations. And uh dad is like, nah, bro, he might learn about other belief systems. And at this young <laughs> age, that might make sure he's not indoctrinated. And I'm guessing these aliens don't have Rumspringa, which is a damn shame. Just going to throw that out there. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> Rumspringa is a Amish tradition oh, where when you're I like 17 or 18, you leave the community and you spend a year out in the rest of the world. Yeah. And decide if that's some place you want to live or if you want to come back to the community and this is the place you want to live. Yeah. And I think that's super cool. Yeah. That you make it a choice from a person who is old enough to make that choice for themselves. Awesome. Not everyone gets that choice with their religious beliefs. Right. I've also heard that's a big part of why the Amish community is shrinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also, they only get the people that are in it, you know? Right. Well, Which, and good here's, for them. here's the thing, too. I think that. My main beef with this episode is that it, Dr. Franklin at some point needed to accept that he needed to lose this battle to fight the war or mm-hmm. to leave an opportunity to have another battle. He needed to lose this one. He needed to do no harm. Psychological harm is a harm. Mm-hmm. Spiritual and, harm is a harm. Yep. And he needed to let this child not suffer mm-hmm. and not suffer the horror of his parents. And he needed to take care of this patient and in trying to take care of the patient, he did not. Yep. Yep. He gives, he gives the little boy a piece of goo. He calls a, a gloppet egg. egg. Well, this is a gloppet egg. Now the gloppet is a very rare creature from the planet uh, planet placebo i love a good placebo (laughs) that was a good joke i know that people like to say oh it's just a placebo effect on stuff yeah i love a placebo if my brain can trick me into feeling better like great yeah pure morning's like a really good song too a friend in needs a friend I did get uh, that one. Sorry. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> that song is dark. Anyways, Maya gives Dr. Franklin shit for being inconsistent. And then Dr. Franklin plays his hand one way or another. I'm saving that boy's life, whatever the cost. It's at this yeah. point, I wish the episode was actually about Ivanova finding that Imagine Dragon song in space and blowing it up. Uh, <laughs> but that's not the episode we get. We go to a staff meeting that could have been an email discussing allowing various imports into the station. 
Yeah, uh, Dr. Franklin's expense report is getting grilled. Yeah, it's like <laughs> steak dinner. <laughs> Who's paying for this? Well, medicine's still privatized, so me. Yep. Um, Garibaldi asks Franklin how the kid is doing. And then uh, Sinclair says they're in legal limbo. And that Franklin says, you could just order me to save him. And Sinclair goes, well, that would set a precedent. Mm-hmm. And Franklin reminds him that he's already done this with Caution the pilot. Yeah. I love how we bring up the pilot all the time. It's great. It's we have like, to keep bringing up the pilot. This show is being self-aware and and mm-hmm. uh, Otherwise, you might not it. watch the pilot because it's terrible. So if you don't have a reason to from the show giving you one, they, they really just got to try. Otherwise, yeah. they wasted all that money. And they talk about it like the precedent set wasn't to avoid the genocide of all humanity. Right. Um, you know. It doesn't look like different. This. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to come bring all their spaceships and point all their guns at Babylon 5 if you don't do this. That's a plot point in about 10 minutes is how much, how little impact the species has in the universe. Yeah. And how they're treated differently because of it. Yep. Yep. I really identify with Sinclair in this episode. I, Mm -hmm. I didn't expect to. I remembered you know, from my childhood, not being impressed with Sinclair as a commander and just really forgetting most of what Sinclair did. And you know what? It's because making hard choices isn't sexy and you don't remember that. <laughs> oh, I know how Punch's Potter must have felt. Yeah. <laughs> it's not flashy. Uh, but I really, now that I'm an adult, I feel it super hard. <laughs> I will say, Especially having rewatched the show about a year ago at this point, I kind of almost hurried through the season one. I think mm-hmm. it's fair to say um, on my rewatch because yeah. I was always very dismissive of uh, Sinclair. Sheridan's the good one. Like we all know, right? Yeah. And, and Sheridan definitely has some cool stuff that he does, you know, like Sheridan's a badass. He's got his moments, mm-hmm. but actually sitting taking notes on these episodes looking at character decisions paying attention to background material a lot more closely this made me really appreciate what a good commander sinclair actually is he's a good boss (laughs) people say i am the best boss anyways back in med lab uh kids worried about the egg the gloppet and it's glowing Mm -hmm. i thought that was a cool effect i like it's a cool effect what did you give this kid uh-huh. what, what guess, chemicals are in this goo exactly. right i guess it doesn't matter really oh, um fair. But, <laughs> oh it's it can't be healthy <laughs> it can't be good for this kid right i mean i don't know maybe it's space chemo or something it just seems really weird to me it's like is this thing radiating like is it because i think he says it's warm at one point too so it's okay, clear no. if it's giving off light and heat it's not good to touch yeah i would think anyways dr franklin uh tells the parents he's going to petition the commander to suspend their parental authority yeah he makes like one last attempt to try to speak to them with his version of reason and they of course reject it yeah this is when he really should have done the research before he talked to them exactly like at any point before i mean these people show up with a dying kid you're just trying to do your best we don't really know how long they're there before mm-hmm. the first conversation happens they could have just showed up he could have 
done the diagnosis and been all like, he needs this surgery. He mm-hmm. might not have had time to have done the research. Right. This then. is this is the point where he should have definitely done a little bit of Google. Yeah, because he knows there's a problem mm-hmm. and he's trying to work with them to solve it. But he's trying to work with them to solve it only in his way, only mm-hmm. on his terms. Right. And he refuses to even acknowledge that their opinion, because it's different than his, has any validity. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. That's, hey, hey, if you're one of those people out there still trying to convince people to get the vaccine, uh, maybe try to meet them on their terms and reason with them slowly. I mean, it, you're doing God's work, let me tell you. But the Franklin approach will not work. No. I can tell you that right now. I don't know if I'm the person to go out there and try to meet people on their terms. I'm not. But somebody's got to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And God bless you. Just don't do it like Franklin. Right. Like, if you're going to force this action, you need to be aware of the consequences. Mm -hmm. And he he is not. Right. So the parents meet with Sinclair because... They've they've got to do something. Mm-hmm. They know he's being tossed the decision. Yep. And they, ex- they explain the situation he's in along with them, explaining theirs. The parents are dismissive of humans in general. They say they have a gang mentality. You're just going to side with him because he's a human. Yeah. Which I'm mm-hmm. sure impacted his decision at the end of the day. Yeah. But it means that there's a reputation out there. Yeah. And the pops tell Sinclair he's going to be forced to kill Franklin. Yeah, it's a little excessive, but <laughs> I don't know if you uh, need to throw death threats in your otherwise reasonable yep. request. <laughs> so the parents reach out to all the ambassadors. Yeah. They, they... talk to Jakar, who's mm-hmm. like, you're not sympathetic enough, you know? Lando, you know, if it's too expensive to do the paperwork for you. Posh, mm-hmm. it's just like, you're insignificant. Like, damn. The avalanche has already started. It is too late for the pebbles to vote. Well, yeah, I mean, we already know how Kosh feels about even quote-unquote major races like the Narn and the Centauri. So it's true. Kosh is barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, which you figure, like, if anyone was going to be a little sympathetic, mm-hmm. but Kosh has no sympathy. Right. That's not his way. Well, uh, I really thought that if anyone was going to be sympathetic, it was going to be the Len and the Mimbari. Mm-hmm. And then her explanation of why the Mimbari would not get involved, I realized it made sense to me. She's saying, yeah. who, who am I to decide what is right here? And I, I, I empathized with that decision. I... Yeah. And she's clear about it too, because it, it is a, a conflict of beliefs. Mm-hmm. Dr. Franklin's belief and theirs. Mm-hmm. And she won't weigh in on that because all beliefs are valid. Believe it, believe it. Yeah. At least she's consistent, I guess. Yep. And even EarthGov is just like, your problem to Sinclair wants nothing to do with it. They won't take a side. Oh yeah. No, they only want to come to Sinclair with their problems. Yeah. I don't want Sinclair to come to them with his problems. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Garibaldi and Sinclair talk about it. And Sinclair says, I wish there was a way I could be sure. 
Garibaldi says sure is for people with nothing on the line. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, get on with it. Like it doesn't, at this point, the decision you make doesn't matter because whatever decision you make and living with that is going to be better than the indecision you're currently living in. Mm-hmm. I felt that in my bones. That, that hit, that line hit me real hard from yeah. a number of other things in my life for sure. Yeah. And I get it. You know, that indecision can be worse than the decision, regardless of the outcome. Yeah. It really can. And people will live in that space for years and Mm -hmm. years and years because they're just afraid of that decision. Yeah. Their whole lives, whole lives. Sure is for people with nothing on the line. Mm -hmm. Um, Sean, the kid, reveals he's known the egg is placebo the whole time and doesn't want Dr. Franklin to know. This is the best moment of the entire episode. This is the most adorable thing. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it's so good. I was just like, because it just, it really hammers home, home the point that how much Dr. Franklin is underestimating and just looking down yes. on all three of these people. Yes. He's like, well, these people believe their soul comes out of their body at surgery. So they'll believe this lump of industrial goo is an egg. <laughs> right. And the kid, <laughs> not only does the kid know. Yeah. But he doesn't want Dr. Franklin to know because he believes Dr. Franklin thinks it's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's adorable. Oh, just (sighs) chef's kiss. Yeah. He tells Sinclair that he does want to live, but he doesn't want this operation because he thinks that he will lose his soul. Yeah. And And that's that's the end of the conversation for Mm -hmm. me right there. Like. You know, That's it. The, because the kid made a decision. The kid might be not old enough to make that decision, but the kid made the same decision in an independent forum without his parents around to pressure him mm-hmm. that his parents are telling him is the right thing to do. He's accepted. And this, this is the time for hospice. Mm-hmm. And to make him feel comfortable and let his parents, you know, hold him and, and yeah. you know, use their faith. And... You know, no matter what you think of that faith, like, yeah, you, you lose this battle and maybe later you can fight another one for these people. But this child right now, he's accepted it. He's okay. You, you are not doing harm to let him go. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I, I, I've got no possible way of understanding this this situation. (laughs) I've already said, I got no faith. I got no kids. I got no stake in this game. I don't understand this from any perspective whatsoever, and nor will I ever pretend to. You know, I have to acknowledge that. I find their position completely unrelatable. Their beliefs are only harming themselves. They're entitled to them, you know? And it's just, this is, I'm just mad at this episode (laughs) at this point. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't expect that to feel this way. I just didn't. Yeah. It's weird. I swear when I watched this a year ago, I think I was just like on my exercise bike and working and watching this episode. Yeah. Because I really just remember like seeing like it's starting and going, oh, this episode sucks. And just like completely tuning it out. Just remembering it from forever ago. And I don't know. I'm glad I paid attention this time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I I felt this that same way about almost everything in season one. Yeah, Sinclair talks to Franklin. Franklin's all like false gods, and Sinclair's just like, yeah, fuck that. What are you talking about, false gods? Mm-hmm. You have faith in something. You either have faith and accept that all things are possible and that all faiths are valid, or none of it. You get one or the other. And he kind of just draws a hard line. It's like you can't respect one faith and not respect another. I would like to remind everyone that Soul Hunter happened at this moment. Why did <laughs> why did. why is Sinclair not referring back to Soul Hunter? Why is Franklin not remembering? Because it's not the pilot. They're not trying to get in theaters or something at this point. I don't know. <laughs> probably because we didn't know what order things were airing in at this point when we filmed this episode. Oh, also but probably true. Referencing back to Soul Hunter at this moment would have been a good call if it could have For... been done. Sure, it would have. Yeah, because we've already got some mysteriousness around the soul. So mm-hmm. we could reference back to soul and be like, well, look, that was weird. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe they're right. Maybe there's... I mean, Franklin asked, hey, we, by the way, we empirically proved souls existed like uh-huh. a month and a half ago. Did we, did we manage that? I don't remember. That's yeah. a very good call out. Mm. Dang it. This show has a pretty good continuity for it does for a show and a show of its time. Oh, but, for a show of its time, it's unheard of continuity. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. But this moment is a moment where it's like, oh, that was like, what, five episodes back, six episodes back? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is episode 11. That was. Episode oh, yeah. It's actually more like. Yeah. 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 More like eight. But yeah. Doesn't point matter. stands. No sure one remembers does. it. And they have an exchange here. Mm-hmm. And Claire asks Franklin if he believes in God. Franklin counters he believes in saving lives. For without life, the question of whether or not there is a God is meaningless. Sinclair counters with our beliefs give us more meaning than a pulse. If you give the child life but strip him of his ability to live in his society or his beliefs or mm-hmm. with himself, what kind of life are you giving him? Valid point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He refuses to sign the order, and Franklin is pissed. But Sinclair refuses, or stands by his choice and refuses. He's not going to put his huge culture, he's not going to put human culture and human beliefs over others. And Sean's dying, and his parents come to say goodbye. And this is heavy. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I. Yeah, the rest of this episode is just awful because it shouldn't have happened. And- in our opinions and uh yeah. you know i i don't know why if i you know it seems like a convenient plot point that the parents get sent away at all like i don't know why the parents would leave at this point like you yeah. know franklin wants to do something bad you and why why wouldn't you be with your son when he's dying like i, I don't know yeah so there really shouldn't have even been an opportunity for Franklin to do the surgery. Yeah. Uh, but he does. Yep. Yep. He decides to go against Sinclair's orders. He tells Dr. Hernandez she better leave because she's about to get in trouble if she stays. And she says, yeah. oh, I like trouble. I'll stay with you. I <sighs> don't necessarily agree with that being her reasoning. Oh, okay. I I felt it was more you're going to do this thing you shouldn't 
or possibly can't do it alone. It might be dangerous to do it alone. Mm, so if you're okay. going to do this, I'm going to stay to make sure the kid makes it through and some something happens to you or something. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibe I got from it. Was just a like, if listen, if you're going to do this, you need someone to be there with you. You need assistance for whatever. You need you a, a nurse, a scrub yeah. nurse, or you need yeah. a, a second pair of hands. Okay, I I yeah. take that. That's the yeah. vibe I got from it. Much more so than a let's fucking violate this person's rights from her okay. kind of gung ho. To me, it felt like I if well, if it's going to happen anyways, let's at least make sure it happens right. Yeah, let's make sure everything's sterile. And go over everything. There's no sponges left behind. Yeah. If we're going to try and save this kid's life, let's actually save this kid's life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. put in the work and do it right. So right. I don't know. That's that was my feelings of it. I'd be curious to hear yours, dear listener. Yeah. If you uh, feel one way or the other, feel free <laughs> to throw us an email at whoareyoub5 at gmail.com because we got one of those now. We have an email. Okay. We have an email. <laughs> I added it to stuff today. So maybe oh, look people at you. Will email us before we start actually saying we have an email assuming they interact with us at all on social I'd, media i'd be delighted <laughs> <laughs> i will gladly nerd out with you over some babylon 5 shit over email if you're a listener and if you want to come at me for something i've said i'm here for that too <laughs> <laughs> come at jafer i don't really have time for that right now so <laughs> he can filter it <laughs> anyways um ultimately the surgery goes well yeah, and Surgery we see Sean well. waking up, mm-hmm. and he calls for his parents. And Franklin goes on insisting how right he fucking is. See, you still got your soul. I'm right. You're dumb. Look at how great mm-hmm. I am. It's weird Fuck to me that the, the the son. Well, and you know, we're short on time at this point, so Sean can't. He doesn't have time to question it. But I imagine yeah. that in real life, a child would absolutely still question it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he might not know he had surgery. That's true. Like, That's you know, true. I may assume the first part of that is putting him under. Yeah. He might have just thought he died and woke up. Who knows? Yeah. It's very He's strange. a dumb alien after all. Oh, yeah. It's fucking it's... Franklin. Oh, God. Anyways, mom and dad show up and immediately know what happens. And dad pulls a fucking knife. <laughs> I don't know if oh, you caught that. I didn't catch a knife. I just, I saw them like basically hands out hissing. Yeah. Uh, oh. Dad was holding a knife, and I've got questions about how that knife got on station. Yeah, because we threw somebody's ceremonial knife out the airlock earlier this sure season, did. too. <laughs> on religion day, unlike the day you're supposed to bring the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Out the airlock. Somebody could get Garibaldi in here. It. Right? Well, he's too busy not being in this episode. Yeah. Maybe, see, if Garibaldi, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's out there in a Star Fury helping a bottom. We don't know. Right. Yep. I hope not. I hope she gets all those kills herself. I think she, she did it herself. It. I hundred percent hope she. I assume she did it herself. Yeah. Uh, they call their son a demon, unholy, yeah. an abomination, and the kid is just crying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much for uh, do no harm. Yeah. Sinclair dresses down Franklin is just having none of this. <laughs> God, Franklin. If I have to take the responsibility of God and heal those whose prayers aren't answered, then I claim the authority as well. Mm. Fuck. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck. Man. Oh. God. Gosh. Fucking. Oh. 
Look, I only took like three semesters of philosophy in my undergraduate because <laughs> it was required at my religious school. Weird. Mm. But if I learned anything from three semesters of philosophy, it's that the second that you know you're right is when you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> and you're in trouble, Franklin. Yep. It's begun. So they go down to med lab. The parents are there. They say they can't forgive him, but they understand. Yeah. They understand he did what he did because he thought it was what was best for the, the, the boy. Mm -hmm. But they, they can't forgive him, but they understand it at least. Yeah. And he takes this as almost an apology. Yeah. <sighs> so naive. And so they've got the ceremonial journey robes for their son. And they're going to take custody of him. And Franklin's just like, I'm waiting for your apology. Or Sinclair, yeah, he goes to Sinclair. It's like, I'm waiting for my apology. And Sinclair goes, you better check the temperature in hell first. That's a good phrase. I can't wait to use that somewhere. I'm going to use that for sure. Probably at work <laughs> this next week if that email chain keeps going. <laughs> um, <laughs> jokes. Sean says goodbye on his way out. And Franklin finally bothers to do the research. Jeez. Fucking idiot. Uh, well, and I even think it's actually Dr. Hernandez was doing the research and she says, it's hey, true. come over here and look at this. You know, here's, yeah. here's what I found on their people, which mm -hmm. should have done that earlier. Right. And he goes, he oh, look, the, the traveling robe. And then he figures out what's going on. And just runs, opens their room doors. And the parents are there crying over their son, who they have just ritually killed. With a lot of candles. I just want to it's point out that that room is candles. a fire hazard. That that room is the set of a Chris Isaac music video. Like, <laughs> it is a lot of candles. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, Sinclair and Franklin talk. No resignations this time. I want to see you be miserable. Yeah, and uh, sometimes you do the right thing and nothing changes, and it can drive you crazy. Just live with it. Live with your fuck up. Mm -hmm. And Franklin admits uh, to his pride. Yeah, and they had they talk about what makes them human, and then Sinclair says, "What makes us human is we care no matter what." And Franklin says, "What makes us human is that we have so many different ways to hurt." Mm. Way to make it all about you, bro. <laughs> Parents just had to kill their son, and it's all about you. Yeah. yeah. Fuck and how off. you feel. Right. And you definitely didn't didn't hurt them at all. Yeah, you're big yeah. sads right now after fucking everything you did. Yeah. And then Ivanova comes back and she gets to get filled in. Yep. <laughs> da 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 da. We get a scene with Franklin petting the egg and oh, still glowing, yeah. which he really shouldn't be doing, I'm sure. Yeah. And that's the episode. We made it. We did it. We did we did the episode. It wasn't as bad as I thought. That's actually my problem. This episode was much better than I thought. Hmm. It's just if the goal of art is to make you feel emotion. Mm -hmm. This was very effective art. Mm -hmm. 
because I have been upset about this episode for uh, the week since I watched it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually came out of this one like ready to make some points. Some of the times I'm, I'm sitting down here and I'm just, you know, excited about the episode and I'm excited to make jokes and mm -hmm. have, uh, having a good time with it. But this time I was like, no, I need to say something. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get this off my chest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we got season one, episode 12 next, Survivors. Garibaldi is falsely accused of sabotaging a new construction site aboard Babylon 5. Interesting. I From think that this is the one where they unionize, but I'm not sure. So oh. I'm either going to be really jazzed for next one or not at all. From that description, I don't remember it at all. Yeah. I really don't. And the HBO Max thumbnails are no help at this point. No. But are we going to do that? Or are we going to do, did you want to do a different thing? Because we're well, halfway the through the first season. I did promise you that we could do a lighthearted bonus episode if this one took a lot out of you. <laughs> I feel like it took a fair amount out of me. Yeah. So instead of watching Survivors, we had talked about doing a bonus episode, something that has one of the actors or actresses from the show that is not Babylon 5. And we did really want to make a tribute to Michael O'Hare since he's not in the rest of Babylon 5. So this yeah. is our opportunity to do that. And he is in the 1984 science fiction horror film, Chud, which is, of <laughs> course, a, an acronym uh, standing for Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers. Everyone knows that. Yeah, obviously. You. I'm sorry, I'm mansplaining the title of Chud to you. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, uh, this looks this looks fucking miserable. So I'm here for it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do Chud next week. Yeah. So stay tuned. Next Wednesday, coming up, Chud. Chud. <laughs> Which, if you want to watch it beforehand, we've determined it's on Amazon Prime streaming. Yeah. So hopefully it's you on have Prime that. Video. <laughs> Prime Video. Good luck, internet, in finding Chud. <laughs> And uh, good luck watching it as well, I'm assuming. Oh, it's you can prime it for $7.99 on DVD. There's a Blu-ray release? No. Yes, and it's $28? I don't. I'm getting you fair for Christmas. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> please, please don't. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, thank you to Jeremy Siegel for our theme music. Thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine for our portraits and our podcast cover art. Mm -hmm. and thank you so much. We will see everybody next time. We'll see you for Chud. <laughs> Take care, Internet. Bye. Don't worry about me. I'm just going to sit here and knit something.